Please always consult with your physicians prior to making any changes to your treatment plan. Music is courtesy of Ryan Hamner. Welcome to Living with Scanxiety, the cancer podcast, a podcast geared to help you navigate the pediatric cancer world. As a mother of a child who battled a soft tissue sarcoma for over a year, your host, Rosaria Kozar, understands and will help guide you through your journey. She brings the knowledge of experts, families, survivors, and other organizations tied to the pediatric cancer world to your doorstep. Her mission is to inform, support, and promote hope for you and your family. This is where hope lives. This is where hope thrives. Together as one, we all have it, we cry. The idea that we could all be together during this proton radiation was incredible. And uh, so when we moved in, I had no idea what to expect. I didn't really even care if, if there was a bathroom in, in the room, right? I was willing to share a bathroom, share a kitchen, just have a place to stay. We walked into a fully furnished apartment with everything you could possibly need, uh, linens, a bathroom with a tub, you know, and a full kitchen with every appliance you could possibly need. And, you know, these things may seem trivial and they're so important when you're going to live somewhere for two months and, and you just need the continuity is so, so important. So you go without in the hospitals, you go without a bed, you go without being able to cook your own meal, you, you go without, you go without. And then all of a sudden we had the keys to the castle and uh, and it was comfortable. Hi, this is Rosaria, and I am so excited to be sitting here with the family service manager from Christopher's Haven, a home for kids with cancer when cancer hits home. And they have so much to offer. So uh, welcome, Katie, to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here, and it's so good to see you again and to catch up. Yes. And Katie says that because we both were at Christopher's Haven at the same time. So I'm very happy that you could come on too. And thank you for giving us your time. So do you want to talk about your backstory first with your son, Kenny, or do you want to tell us about Christopher's Haven? Well, I'll, Up to you. I'll start from the beginning. So, yeah. <laughs> so in, in 2014, my son was diagnosed uh, with craniopharyngioma, and uh, it was a very obviously a scary, stressful time. He had a uh, brain surgery first. We had a seven-hour brain surgery, and uh, the family we kind of thought that that was going to be it. Uh, get the tumor out, move on, and uh, then we were told that he needed to receive proton radiation. That's the radiation that uh, Rose was talking about earlier. And the radiation uh, is in Boston. So this isn't um, photon radiation, which is located probably in, in most uh, states and cities. Uh, so this is very special. And when we found out that we needed to go to Boston, that's really when some panic uh, uh, started for us because we didn't live close to Boston. It would be about a three-hour drive. Um, especially in traffic. And that seemed like a very daunting task to, to do every day. And we had to do 40 treatments five days a week. Um, 
so someone offered us Christopher's Haven as an option. And uh, I called and the family service manager at the time basically told me, um, don't worry, you have a place to stay. We've got your back. And it was literally the first time in two months that I was able to breathe because it was easy. (laughs) It was like, here you go. Here's an apartment. Your whole family can come, which was huge because uh, my son, Kenny, has an older sister, Emma, and she was really left out. You know, my my husband at the time and Emma had to sacrifice and stay away from the surgeries and the recovery. And so the idea that we could all be together during this proton radiation was incredible. And uh, so when we moved in, I had no idea what to expect. I didn't really even care if if there was a bathroom in, in the room, right? I was willing to share a bathroom, share a kitchen, just have a place to stay. We walked into a fully furnished apartment with everything you could possibly need, uh, linens, a bathroom with a tub, you know, and a full kitchen with every appliance you could possibly need. And, you know, these things may seem trivial and they're so important when you're going to live somewhere for two months and, and you just need the continuity is so, so important. So you go without in the hospitals, you go without a bed, you go without being able to cook your own meal. You, you go without, you go without, and then all of a sudden we had the keys to the castle and, uh, and it was comfortable. And uh, then we were celebrating in the apartment and then we were told that there was a loft area and what the loft area is, is it's basically a two bedroom apartment and the offices are the bedrooms and the rest of it is this huge community space with every game you could possibly imagine, every toy you could possibly imagine and this tremendous sofa, which begs for parents to sit down and talk and just feel normal. You know, when you go through this, you have an amazing community and your friends and family come together. And um, as much as they want to understand, it's it's difficult to, to understand. But when you get to a space and you're around six other families that are going through the exact same thing and you don't have to over-explain yourself, you can just be, uh, that was the most special and needed thing for, for, for myself and, and for my family. And, uh, in this loft on those couches, that sofa, we made uh, lifelong friends from people all over the world. Uh, Rose's family is one of those families and, um, we keep in touch and we've watched, uh, our children grow over the years and, um, uh, we've lost children over the years, and we have a time where and uh, a time and a and a memory of 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 greatness and of of healing. The kids playing together, uh, the the moms drinking wine together. <laughs> uh, so so it it, it was um, a very scary time for my family and the distractions that Christopher's Haven offered were an incredible gift that allowed us to see our world in a positive way. 
So there was positive that was attracting positive through the families um, and the staff at Christopher's Haven that was incredible. And when we were done uh, with our journey at Christopher's Haven, my family um, needed to stay connected to to Christopher's Haven and to other families. You know, we we definitely found some peace. My daughter, as a sibling, found a place where she was seen and heard and had purpose in a really big way. And she wanted to continue feeling that and being of service to, to other people. So we we came and we did some volunteering and we started some programming for the families. And uh, over time, a job opened up and I was offered it and I took it. And I just say that uh, they weren't going to get rid of me. So they just decided to throw me a, 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 a job. So I uh, am completely grateful to be able to be here and uh, offer families the same distraction that, that I received. And also um, I believe um, through talking with families, there's something to seeing a family on the other side that is a relief. Like I'm not going to stay in this spot. I'm going to keep moving. And uh, so I know that that is um, a part of, of why I'm so grateful uh, to be in this position, because I think that that uh, offers a little bit of hope to, uh, to, to some families. So, so that is how I got here <laughs> and stayed. Here. <laughs> and what was Kenny and Emma for that sake? What was their favorite distraction? I would say being around other children that were experiencing the same thing in a different way. You know, the, the parents connected on, on one level and the siblings. Emma and her friend Justin that lived across the, we have a long hall, Christopher's Haven is a long hall and there's seven apartments. And so your neighbors are right there like stoops in New York city. And so, uh, so Emma and Justin became close and they were almost the same age. And so they were sitting and talking and we heard them, uh, saying, uh, it really stinks that we get forgotten being siblings. Right. And I thought to myself, as much as that was, there was some, there was truth to that. There was something about them being able to relate with that fact that siblings by necessity have to just like take a back seat because we're dealing with life and death. And so, so that is beautiful, right. To just be able to be with someone. Um, And then Kenny, when we, the first couple days, he noticed that someone had the same scar as him. And he said, mom, they have the same scar as me. And I never thought that that would matter. You know, so I learned that Kenny was looking uh, at how he was seeing himself as different and how much it meant to be around another child that, that looked the same. So, so those were, those were, you know, the, the most memorable for me distractions for the kids. And I think Emma would, um, talk about the craft closet too, (laughs) because she, there's this huge craft closet and she was, 
in heaven. So you open up these magical doors and there's everything you could possibly need from rocks you can paint to glitter you can, you know, throw everywhere. And so, and so that was, that was something that was really uh, special for her. And also just taking all the other little kids and playing her and your son had a very special, you know, relationship. She, I would say, where's Emma? And she would be in your apartment. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> She was like the big sister for him. It was it was great. I have lots of pictures and memories of the two of them together. Yes, and that's so that's so special. She felt useful and she and she fell in love, you know, like so there's so you know it's um it's like the most amazing summer camp that doesn't end. You're like there. Yes. You know, so so yeah, that was that was really great. Those were the and I know, but people that are listening don't know. Can you explain how Christopher's Haven keeps the kids contained in this apartment um, complex from the rest of the community that is living there? Right. So, which is a really important, important aspect um, of Christopher's Haven for many different reasons from, you know, like low counts where you need to be your immune system. You need to be isolated to just like, you really don't want to see anybody else or talk to anybody else. (laughs) Uh, so we are four minutes from mass general and we are in uh, a 17 floor, uh, apartment building and we have the second floor. So we have all um, nine apartments are ours on that floor. And so no one else comes to us. Uh, there are a lot of doctors that work in, in the building and they're not allowed on our floor in their scrubs or, (laughs) or anything that they have to change or put a jacket on because this is not a hospital space. This is not a waiting room space. This is your home and it's sacred. And so we've been very fortunate to be able to uh, acquire a whole floor. Uh, The other great thing about being on the second floor is all the stomping around and playing and uh, scooter riding up and down the hallway that we do doesn't bother anybody on the the first floor because we're, we're loud. (laughs) We like to have fun. And the rule of the loft is there are no rules and you will never be uh, told no in the loft. So some parents look at me and they don't really like that as much, but yes is the answer for the loft. So um, we're glad that no one can hear us on the first floor. (laughs) (laughs) And the rooms, they're not just, you know, plain rooms. They're colorful, aren't they? They have artists come in and draw on the walls. Am I right? Yes, that's right. That's right. So over the years, the rooms have changed frequently and we have amazing people that come and um, put a lot of love on those walls. So you're not, it's not sterile, right? It's just, it's very colorful. Your apartment actually, Rose, hasn't changed since you, since you've left. And it is, there's like paisley blue in the bedroom and there's bright yellow. And I mean, it's, so it's still our most colorful our most colorful apartment and the kids love it. They love how cheery it is. Yes. My son Brody absolutely loved it there. And it wasn't just like you said, it's not sterile. Mm -hmm. And then uh, it's set up. So you have your kitchen and you're looking out um, and it's an open kitchen. So you can see out into the main room and it, it was just perfect. And 
we also could go down to the loft and there was activities that you planned for holidays. Now we stayed around Christmas and New Year's and Hanukkah. So what kind of activities do you do uh, during holidays? So we have um, dinners are big uh, and we have dinners throughout the year. We have amazing groups. Uh, Community Cooks is another nonprofit and they feed uh, people in need. And so we have a meal a week that they drop off, which is huge to save. I mean, for a parents not to have to cook for a meal is, is, is amazing. So dinners are big. And then we have arts and crafts, uh, groups that come in making ornaments or making, making things to prepare for the holidays. Um, uh, amazing group of people from a church, they come and they have, uh, bought presents for all the families and they save, um, change throughout the year. So everyone gets like a jar of change for the vending machines over at the hospital. And so their whole church comes and it's a, it's a really big, uh, celebration. So any excuse possible birthdays, bell ringings, um, we have, we have a party for, for the families and, uh, the bell ringings are worth mentioning because the, the families, once you go through all these treatments, your child goes through all these treatments at the end, there is a bell in the, uh, proton center that you ring when you're finished. And so it's this huge booming bell that echoes through the halls and everyone cries because it, you know, you're done and it's this huge relief. And then when the family comes back to Christopher's Haven, we have a big party and there's, uh, all sorts of food and fun. And the other families are there. They sometimes have gifts for the, for the kids. And it's you, we celebrate, um, we celebrate that child's completion. And you're also kind of celebrating that they get to go home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and so we get to say goodbye in this really, you know, incredible way. So. Yeah, it was really difficult for us to say bye. I have to say one of Brody's favorite things was the music therapist that you have come in too. Yes. Yes. Uh, we have different, different volunteers come in at different, at different times, but yes, the, the musical therapist was great and we've had massage therapists and, um, yeah, it is. It's good. That's great. That's great. And in terms of expense, are we talking, um, how, how do these price out for people? So we are fortunate that we can maintain $30 a, a day, which is an, which is an incredible discount considering that some families, uh, are paying $200 for a hotel. I mean, Boston is so expensive and to get anything near the hospital, it could be, you know, well over $200 a night. So we have $30 a day and we work with hospitals and other uh, foundations to, if any family is in need and uh, struggling that we can cover the cost of their, of their stay. So there are a lot of really generous uh, folks out there that, that have helped uh, families that, that, that needed it, but we're happy. We're proud of the $30. <laughs> <laughs> that that is a very good uh price considering all the services that you offer and how we really do make the kids feel that you take them away from their um treatment and they can be kids 
you when you make these crafts for let's say Christmas, I remember making an ornament and you guys keep all these things. So the children are always remembered, right? They're always remembered. So it's it's my favorite. We have we celebrate all the holidays kind of in the loft. Every holiday has its has its little nook. And um the Christmas tree has the clear ornaments. You did one of those rows, right? Mm-hmm. Inside. And so we have we have all the families and I love just you know, uh, being fortunate enough to be able to be with these families over the years. It's so great. It's so cathartic to like put these, put these ornaments on and, um, absolutely the families stay and something else that, that is, um, that we're able to do is we're able to say, this is your home and it, and it's your home even, even after you leave. So when you come back for treatment and you want to stop in and have lunch or stop in and join one of the crafts, uh, Mm-hmm. Or if you, if you're coming back, we just had a, a family who unfortunately had to repeat, um, some treatments. And so they're from California and they stayed with us last year. And then, um, they, they just came back. They were able to stay in their same apartment. It like worked out. So they were able to come back. And, uh, I think when you experience something like Christopher Saban, while you're going through cancer treatments and radiation and chemo, um, instead of coming back to a city and feeling the weight of all the, all the, like the negative of the treatment and this and that, I think that it's an amazing gift to be able to stop in to the place that the, to the touchstone where you were able to find some positivity and some um, healthy distraction, you know, and just say hi and talk with the families that are, that are sitting on the couch presently and again, just say like, Hey, we've been there and this is our, this is our third year visit, you know, after, after treatment. And, you know, so, so it's, it's everyone's home forever. And do you have a lot of volunteers come in? We have so many volunteers. We are so grateful because we really couldn't do this without them. You know, all nonprofits, you're, you're always just trying to keep the doors open and you're always just trying to, um, it's, you know, staff is limited and we have our local colleges, especially Suffolk university. Um, they have a cancer cares class, uh, every year. And there's about 20 students that, that give us 30 hours a piece. So they help us to, um, gather goods for our silent auction during our fashion show. They create programming for the, for the kiddos. So they're, when they're here, three times a week, five times a week, there's always something going on. They help with the back end, the, the administrative duties, and they clean, put away the linens, you know, like all these things, you, you know, if you think about your, your home and you think about everything that you have to do to keep that home going, um, we have 10 apartments now. So you are, you're really, you got a lot of work. So, so we're grateful. And then, um, other members of the community, um, cook a meal and they bring the meal and, uh, other, uh, corporations come, uh, once a year with a big meal and gift bags for the family. So we have a lot of love and support. Never mind the, the superstars like Chris Evans, who is a dear friend of, of Christopher's Haven and helps us uh, to raise money. And also when he can drops in on surprise visits for the, uh, for the kids to just be around his superness. <laughs> and so those are, uh, so we, we we're blessed. It's a good thing. How do we sign up? 
If you are a family and you want to stay at Christopher's Haven during your treatments, you go to christophershaven.org and there is a drop down stay with us. And underneath stay with us, there'll be a reservation application and you fill that out and it comes directly to my email. And then I give you a call, you know, immediately as soon as I get it. And um, then it's just a matter of availability and our wait lists have been, have been really short, you know, so, so we're, we're, we're fortunate that, you know, there's not a long, long line, which is good in all directions. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. It is. And I just want to mention to uh, my son was handicapped during this time. He was wheelchair bound. Um, he had just had his amputation and he didn't have his prosthetic yet because he was going through radiation. And Christopher's Haven is very handicap accessible. So if you are concerned about that, I can erase that concern for you immediately, which was one huge thing for, for our family. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you have any recommendations for uh, maybe people that are looking into Christopher's Haven as an option versus staying someplace else? So if you're looking for a place to stay in Boston for treatment, uh, Christopher's Haven is, is the place to stay because you will um, be a member of a community that, that uh, won't let you down and you will have the help and support that you need, and your children uh, will have a space where they can heal. And um, medicine, you know, heals the disease, but being around a community that is supportive and loving and gives distractions can really heal the child and the family. And so I know that that's what is offered. That's what is offered here. So... And just so you know, all of Katie's links will be located on my website in the show notes. So you can go to www.livingwithscanxiety.org backslash show notes. And thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. This was really wonderful. I appreciate it. And thank you to everyone that listened. Be well. Thank you for tuning in to Living with Scanxiety. Please subscribe to hear more informative discussions like today's. Music is courtesy of Ryan Hamner.